You're listening to a classic business podcast as heard on Classic 1027. 1027. Well, markets uh, oh, bounced back a little bit from yesterday's crypto carnage. Today, we ended uh, the Dale the All share uh, just under half a percent higher at 66,124 points. Industrials up just under 1% along with financials. Resources still battling, though, as commodities are facing their big test. Uh, and the Reserve Bank leaving the repo rate unchanged at 3.5%, probably the most unsurprising decision we've ever seen in a unanimous uh, decision by the MPC. Anthea Gardner, MD of Cartesian Capital. No surprises and consistency, I suppose, a pretty good thing. Good evening, Michael. Um, yeah, nothing new, really. Um, what can we say other than a bit of a change from the Saab in their outlook or their revision higher of GDP forecast to 4.2% from March of 3.8%. So, yeah, just kind of rumbling along. I mean, they know what the issues are, right? They know moderate growth, household spending is a problem, um, but they expect support of global growth. Um, and, of course, the downside to all of this, the slow vaccine rollout, ESCOM power supply, policy uncertainty. So, yes, absolutely really nothing new to talk about there. Mm. Um, yeah, you know, the, the QPM, their um, projection model is showing that the repo rate will be 4% at the end of the year with two rate hikes. Um, so maybe that's something to watch. Not that <laughs> not that that's ever been a perfect forecast, but I think, I, I don't see why, if they think that GDP is going to grow, that they shouldn't raise interest rates. Yeah, um, and it wouldn't derail the consumer all that much. I mean, let's face it, we do see rates at uh, multi-decade lows at the moment. So if you bump them up by 25 bips and then even another 25 bips, I don't think you're going to pull the air out of uh, the, the consumer recovery just yet. And we are seeing uh, some signs of it already slowing down. So it might be something... No, Michael, I think the big concern at the moment is how much of this um, new wave we're seeing and what the government's going to do with that. I think they've learned their lesson about lockdowns and what to do and what not to do. So there's no way this this economy can afford a full-on lockdown. But at the same time, the vaccine rollout's too slow and they need to do something um, to kind of stop the infection rates. Climbing. Yeah, and uh, to vaccinate those at risk. So the the 60 pluses, which is great, but I also think government needs to relook at the policy to uh, not allow those with serious comorbidities into phase two as well. I've received so many WhatsApp and, uh, and email messages uh, from people in their 40s and 50s with, uh, with serious um, comorbidity issues and risk indicators for COVID-19 saying, you know, we are also in that bracket. Yes, uh, it does impact the elderly, but also those with serious comorbidities. Uh, again, I think it is just a constraint uh, issue and a supply side issue. We just don't have enough vaccines. Indeed, yeah. And my business partner actually had COVID last week, and I would say he's fairly high risk. He's a smoker, he's overweight, uh, he's always stressed, and he was completely asymptomatic. So. Oh. And then another friend of mine had it, 
and fairly healthy and in fact he's suffering a little bit this week so uh, i'm not sure that there's a perfect correlation anyway. it, yeah, it does it does continue to confound us this uh, this novel coronavirus of covid19 doesn't it and all of its uh, funny mutant strains that are, are doing the rounds well in case you missed it we also had a bit of a all fall down in the cryptocurrency market i mean a week ago bitcoin was trading around $57,000 yesterday at one point it plunged to $30,000 i got home after the show put on bloomberg and they were celebrating because it had gone back up to $36,000 talk about a volatile ride and i know it's uh, really volatile but there was this great little stat on bloomberg uh, if you look at the current annualized historical volatility for the s&p 500 it's around 15% for bitcoin it's 80%. These are just extremely volatile assets. You've got to get used to that. Volatility like you've never seen before. <laughs> and I think people are beginning to realize, or should I say maybe question, the hedge factor of cryptocurrency. Because, you know, that was kind of it, you know, like, oh, we're just hedging out the stock markets using crypto because when the market for crypto carries on, that's not working anymore, is it? So, mm. yeah. And, and I think you're... you're if you're going to be playing in cryptocurrency, which in my opinion is very speculative, and and how else do you explain it? If it, if one man's tweet can change the asset, the, the value in inverted commas of an asset, then how else do you explain it other than speculation? Then you must expect 80% volatility. You know, I, I remember the VIX when in 2008, 2009, when it kind of went to 23, we were like, uh-oh, panic station. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I, I remember that as well. I was around in the great crash of 2018 too, Anthea. Don't you forget that. Now, uh, cryptocurrencies, if I look at it kind of strategically, analytically, I would say there's a three-legged stool that the, the cryptocurrency model and the bull run has been sitting on at the moment. And the first leg is this public enthusiasm, this culturally driven phenomena, momentum in social media. And the second is corporate validation. Companies saying, right, we'll accept cryptos as payment support. We're going to buy them like a Tesla and put them on our balance sheet. And then the third is government regulation, or, or rather the lack thereof. And last week, we saw one of those legs cracking when Elon um, pulled some of that corporate validation away. This week, we saw China cracking the regulation leg. So sort of two out of three of those legs have broken. I, I, I see that as a big part of why we've seen this wobble in cryptos at the moment. And the first leg you're talking about is basically marketing, isn't it? It's all it is. It's yeah, narrative. Yeah, social, social media, um, crypto wallet providers or exchanges um, talking it up, really. So, 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 you know, when you're a fundamental analyst, you kind of look at it and go, well, where's the underlying value? What does it mean? How do I value this thing? Um, and so aren't you missing the fourth leg? It's not a stool. It's a chair or a table. You're, you're missing something here. It's a valuation well, not, leg. Not you, but the crypto, the yeah, crypto yeah, market. Yeah, well, and that's the difficult thing. How do you value something uh, that uh, is, is so difficult, so ephemeral, ethereal to get your head around as a 
a hedge against the collapse of the fiat currency system. Very difficult to do. So that's why we're going to move on uh, and not try and value cryptos right now. Let's rather talk about 10 cents results. Uh, pretty good. Uh, 25% gain in quarterly top line. Quarterly top line. <laughs> um, so still uh, benefiting from the, the COVID come stay at home winning themes of, of gaming and, and people using things like WeChat uh, and thus person process uh, following uh, suits uh, up quite nicely on the day. Indeed. So 25% revenue increase um, was pretty much what the market expected. You know, it's funny when the market expects such high returns. I think the nice surprise was the huge profit beat of 65, which was up 65%. And definitely there's an underlying operational improvement going on there. Um, so, yeah, the, the one thing that investors going into these results were worried about was the gaming because it had come off such a high base. But even that, the revenue was still up 17%. So, so it's, it's kind of 10 cents just keeps going and carries on. It's kind of nice, stable. Like, no, that's nice and stable. What was interesting, though, about these results, I think, was the talk um, of investing in social initiatives. So... You know, because there's an interesting view that this is potentially the new norm, social initiatives, we need to be invested in social um, projects. The skeptical view, of course, is that their 10 cents are talking about it to keep the authorities happy and take the focus off antitrust issues. Keep the regulators sweet. So that's what that sounds like to me. It'll be interesting to see uh, how that does land in uh, the communist idol of the Chinese uh, Republic. Anthea Gardner, MD of Cartesian Capital, with your view from the market.